Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 4, recorded Sunday, April 28th, 2019. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello. And thanks for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cinturpino. Well, it's the last weekend of April. It's been a pretty rainy month up here in New England, and we're ready to head into May and uh, kick off our dive season big time. We're off to Dutch Springs in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania next weekend. Uh, this is our first of four trips planned to Dutch Springs this year. We try to make this a tradition now on that first weekend in May to head down there and start off with some advanced open water training and perhaps some dry suit training and just to get some of our divers back in the water. So again, uh, we're going to try to make this trip four times this year. We'll probably get down there uh, a couple of other times, but uh, those aren't exactly planned yet but uh, we'll be down there. So if you're listening to this podcast and you think uh, you might be at Dutch Springs this first weekend in May, uh, stop by. You'll see the van down there. We'll have our uh, canopy set up and uh, we'll be doing some diving. Well, since the last time I published the podcast, uh, I did get some feedback, and the feedback came from Jill. Jill's one of our dive masters here affiliated with Scuba Shack, and Jill and her husband Chris were also with us down in uh, Key Largo and participated in the fish survey class that we did down there. Well, Jill, like most of us who are involved in, in diving, are advocates for the environment and for ocean health. And um, she did send me along some feedback about uh, something else that, that might be causing some problems with plastic pollution. And this latest culprit seems to be glitter. Yeah, it's that glitter, that stuff that uh, we, we had in those little tubes and glued onto signs and pictures to make uh, real sparkly letters. And I think it's still on a lot of uh, Christmas cards and things like that. Well, guess what? It's made out of plastic and it's already tiny. So we can see how this is just causing an even bigger problem for the ocean and, and the harm that it will cause in getting into to the fish life out there. But again, good news, awareness is out there. People are noticing that uh, it is a, a, a micropollutant, and uh, there are bans that are going in place around uh, the world for using glitter at different events um, so that uh, they can help protect uh, the ocean environment. Glitter, who knew? I want to shift gears for a minute and talk about one of my favorite spots to go diving. And that's Sunset House in Grand Cayman. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Sunset House, specifically because of an article that I read in the November 2018 Undercurrents newsletter. And that article was titled, Happy 60th Birthday, But You're Really Showing Your Age. Now, I don't want to debate or argue over uh, the opinions that were expressed in that, in that article, 
but I did want to express my opinions because I do like Sunset House a lot. As a matter of fact, I've been to Sunset House four times in the last couple of years. And if uh, we weren't going to Little Cayman this October, we might have just put Sunset House back on our rotation for, for a dive trip. The nice thing about Sunset House, one of the nice things about Sunset House, in my opinion, is that it's proximity to the airport. So I could uh, actually get into the airport, uh, get the cab over to Sunset House quickly and uh, check in with the dive shop and maybe even sneak in an afternoon shore dive, which is really a bonus when you're going on a dive trip, just getting in, uh, getting comfortable back in, in, in the water. The rooms are uh, great, for my opinion, uh, for a dive hotel. Uh, there's not a lot of amenities, but we're not looking for a lot when we go on a dive trip. Divers can be hard on rooms, and they really work hard to keep the furniture uh, in, in a serviceable condition. And I know when I was down there in January 2018, they were doing a lot of replacement of furniture, just trying to keep things uh, going. The dive boats are clean. They're well-maintained. I know they're bringing in a couple of new dive boats um, this year, and uh, they're in operation. I'm looking forward to getting down there at some point and seeing just how those, uh, those boats operate. Uh, yeah, sometimes they get crowded. Uh, sometimes they're not crowded. But when they are crowded, we just have to deal with it. Uh, that's what we do as divers. The 60-minute dives are are. Uh, perfect for me. I like doing a 60-minute dive, 60-minute surface interval, complete the second dive and get back in time to have a nice lunch and then uh, figure out what I'm doing in the afternoon, either a nice shore dive or uh, just uh, lounge by the pool or maybe go into town. New divers are everywhere. As a dive shop owner, we're pretty thankful that we get new divers. My opinion is we embrace them, make them feel welcome, uh, set a good example, and uh, hopefully they'll keep diving and, and keep the sport going. The house reef uh, is incredible. I, I enjoy it. There's so much to see, so much to, to uh, encounter. Great for shore diving, night diving, even doing a sunrise diving. You can get into that little ocean pool that they have down there and search around for nice, tiny little things. There's a lot of life in that space as well. When you throw in my bar, I rarely leave the grounds. But, but if I do, I can walk to town. It takes me about 10 minutes to walk into town, or they have a complimentary shuttle that we can use. So to the team at Sunset House, thanks for doing a great job. Keep it up. And from all your friends here at Scuba Shack, um, we're hoping to be down there soon. So thanks a lot. No great revelation here. As a dive shop, we sell a lot of masks. Also, as an instructor, we see a lot of masks that fog up when we get into the pool. The obvious culprit for our new students is that they really haven't cleaned that mask properly. Uh, sometimes they don't believe us. They don't believe that you really have to scrub it as much as we describe. Um, and uh, they take some shortcuts there or maybe don't even clean it at all. We give them a bottle of Seabuff, something that will clean the mask. Uh, with every new mask we, we sell, we, we throw in a bottle of that Seabuff with uh, verbal instructions on how to clean the mask properly, clean everything, the straps, everything else, so that you're getting any residue from the manufacturing process off the masks. 
But uh, a lot of times the masks still fog up when we get to the pool. And uh, after that session uh, where they're having trouble with their mask fogging all the time, they become a believer in, um, in, in cleaning the masks. But um, I also wanted to talk about actually defogging the mask. And it's another issue that comes up, and, and particularly uh, this very simple process, uh, can, you can run into some problems with it. Um, one of the things we like to use is something called sea drops from Gearade. Now, uh, they used to be uh, manufactured or distributed by a company called McNitt. And when McNitt had the, uh, the, the bottle, it said on the back the instructions were to put a couple of drops inside and outside the masks on the lens. We weren't quite sure why uh, they were uh, having us put drops on the outside. We never did. Uh, but the new bottle uh, it says just put the uh, drops on the inside, a couple of drops, uh, spread it around, and then rinse once before diving. And, and that's an important piece. We see a lot of times people put their sea drops on their mask and then quickly go to the rinse bucket and they rinse all of the, uh, the, uh, the sea drops right off of their masks and then wonder why their masks uh, fog up. For me, what we like to do is uh, defog early. Just put the sea drops in, let it dry. It's not going to hurt anything. Uh, it, it actually uh, looks like it's a little cloudy in there uh, when you look at it. But right before you go diving, we just take a little splash of water, put it in there and rinse it out and, and you're good to go. And, and now you have a mask that won't fog up during your dive. There's also a lot of other products that are out there on the market. You'll find on the dive boats, they'll usually have a little spray bottle that has a mixture of baby shampoo and water in it. Uh, that works fine as well. I'm not a fan of the baby shampoo spray, and mainly because I just don't like the smell in my mask for, uh, for most of the dive. But again, defogging the mask, while we think it's a very simple process, uh, things can go wrong. So uh, grab your sea drops and uh, get your mask defogged properly. I do believe that climate change is happening. And from what I've been able to research, I think the major contributor to climate change is greenhouse gases. Now, I know there's a lot of debate going on related to whether climate change is real or not, but my opinion is that it is happening. So what can be done about greenhouse gases? Well, there's a lot of things that are out there. One of the things that I came across recently is something called Project Drawdown. And Project Drawdown is described as the most comprehensive plan ever proposed to reverse global warming. That's pretty dramatic. And what is Drawdown? Drawdown is that point in time when the concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere begins to decline on a year-to-year -year basis. Now, Project Drawdown, it's not new. It was founded in 2014 by a man named Paul Hawken, and Paul is an author, entrepreneur, and environmentalist. I put a link in the show notes uh, to Project Drawdown page, and from there you can get to his, uh, his bio and you can read all about uh, Paul. And the mission of Project Drawdown is to gather information from a broad coalition of people and come up with the best information on climate solutions so that they could describe their benefits 
and uh, techniques over the next 30 years. And if you go down to, to the Project Drawdown site, you can find uh, the 100 solutions that they've put in place that will uh, help to reverse global warming. You can click on a solution, read a little bit more about it and its impact. There's references. There's technical summaries. There's just all kinds of information out there uh, on Project Drawdown. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, like the intimacy of printed material. So guess what? There's also a book uh, for Project Drawdown, and it's called Drawdown, the Most Comprehensive Plan Ever Proposed to Reverse Global Warming. So I really think that uh, there's a lot going on. This was, this was really interesting for me because there's stuff on there that, that really made you think about uh, some of the, the things that can happen from the uh, rooftop solar to solar farms to the large uh, wind turbines and uh, LED light bulbs, just all kinds of things. So if you're interested in, uh, in, in researching a little bit more related to climate change and things that can help the environment uh, and, and draw down greenhouse gases, check out Project Drawdown. Uh, it really is something uh, to, to be noted. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode four. Again, thanks for listening. As always, I would really appreciate any feedback, comments, uh, or if you have something that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, uh, you can pass it along to me. It's pretty easy to do. You can send your comments through the Scuba Shack Radio webpage, and that webpage can be found at scuba-shack-radio at blueberry.net, and that's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Net. Also, uh, you can subscribe to Scuba Shack Radio through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Android, or whatever your RSS feed might be. And finally, uh, if you're interested in uh, my weekly blog, that's published on the Scuba Shack uh, website, and that's at www.scubashackct.com. Com. And I try to do uh, a weekly blog out there uh, to talk about what's going on around the shop and what's uh, new products we might be bringing in and just uh, some also some other things around the environment. So it's a nice compliment to the podcast. Well, I can't believe that I've already done four episodes. Uh, it's been a lot of work and it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. And I'm very appreciative of everybody that's giving me feedback, comments, and especially to the folks that are out there listening. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <laughs>